This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. We are live out here, Kimpi, in the Karaka Complex. Stone's throw from the aptly and, and so deservedly named Sir Patrick Hogan Auditorium. What an incredible announcement that was uh, yesterday here at Karaka New Zealand Bloodstock. Izzy's shot off because he's got to get his knee looked at. The poor man, his knee, as Brad has been roasting him on the text machine for a long time now, is no good. But that's all right because sitting in as um, well, he could be Tom Sheeting as the, the third host of the show now. It, we're all about Westbury here today. Uh, obviously, Tarzino, the pinup child, reliable man, Redwood, our rocker, all providing success in more ways than just one at Westbury Stud. And Russell Warwick's the general manager, and you've been good enough to come and find us here in the, the Tullock Cafe. Russ, good to see you. Yeah, thanks, Lou. It's, um, yeah, it's a wet day again, but uh, anyway, we can't change the weather, and we've just got to get on with it. No, you can't. Although, I mean, I think we all feel for vendors, for Andrew, for everybody here, that after a couple of years of disruption, then we cop a weather event, which is just, I mean, you can't do anything about it, but man. No, and uh, probably frustrating too with, um, you know, Auckland Airport um, being closed mm. for those vital days leading into the sale and buyers, you know, had their bookings months out to come to Karaka and all of a sudden they can't get here and uh, as you say, it's uh, it's not COVID but it's probably the, the next best thing to it as far as keeping buyers away from the country. Yeah, and, and what's the, what was the first day like, um, Russell? You know, you, are you happy at the moment? I know you've got plenty more to come through over the next couple of days but are you, are you happy given the circumstances that we experienced over the weekend? Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, we, we didn't have a flash day yesterday. We got three or four away really nicely. Um, three or four there that's still got to be try and sold, be sold today. And uh, a couple that will just go home to the farm and be grown out and hopefully develop into racehorses. But, uh, no, it was a bit of a frustrating weekend overall. Two Group 1 races in the Southern Hemisphere, and we ran second in both of them. So oh, nice. I think all you can say, it's better than running third. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And we just we went for a, a little walk and talk around to Barn C there, and we saw Sharp and Smart. You've got them put up on all of the uh, the hoardings there. A beautiful photo of him with Huey Bowman on the back. I mean, what an incredible um, affidavit for or poster boy for Redwood you've got. And we know Tarzino just has become so popular, but across your stallions, I think it's six you're standing, is that right? Yeah, so we stand six and, uh, you know, five of them have produced Group 1 horses and uh, the other one, Talperian's had a Group 2 winner at his first runner. So, uh, yeah, they've still got to keep doing it. Um Breeders and buyers, they expect you to do it year in, year out. And I guess it's like being a professional sportsman. If you're not at the top of your game all the time, they forget about you pretty quickly. That's right. You're running enlisted races in the back of back of Australia somewhere. Um, just tell us about Tarzino, mate. I'm really interested. As you know, we've got our, our mayor, um, thank you very much, is uh, carrying a, a Tarzino, Cinerama. Um, the young side hit the ground running. What's what's the experience been like with him? Um, and what's the interest in all of the, the, the young'uns coming out of Tarzino? Uh, yeah, it's been really um, rewarding and satisfying this last 12 months uh, to get a group win- one winning derby winner and Oaks winner in your first crop. Uh, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> no. and, uh, it's uh, it's a rarity and um, as now the expectation will, he's got to find another one now. So um, Gypsy Goddess has just been sold uh, for you know, 
in excess of $2 million to Japan. And, um, you know, for a young sire like him, uh, he's starting to get a very good international profile. And, uh, you know, we see that here at the sales. Uh, you see a nice Tarzino there. Roger James bought one off us yesterday. Mick Price was the underbidder on her and made 260000 So, mm. uh, you know, we just come back from the Gold Coast where we took three over there and they averaged 227000 at the Magic Million. So, uh, you know, he's, accept he's been accepted by the international market and particularly Australia, which is our, our biggest uh, supp we supply to uh, in, in all the markets, really. All these young stallions, Russell, they, they can only go so far without broodmare power, right? You need support and... Westbury, it's a, a massive part of your business, isn't it, the, the band you have? Very much so, and I guess we're very, very fortunate. Uh, we have someone like a Jerry Harvey um, funding it and, and behind it because uh, we have a number of large number of mares and uh, that gives those young stallions the support they need in those few years to produce those good horses. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, most of the studs now contain the, the larger portion of the uh, broodmare band in New Zealand and uh, you know, we ne we're always looking to support our own stallions but always uh, if we can support other stallions and, and hopefully people will support us as well. Yeah, t talking about support Russell um, and big setup that Westbury is, what about staffing and through the COVID um, situation and how, have you been able to maintain staff and how hard is it to, to keep Westbury like at the top of its game? The last 12 months has been really good. We've had a, a really good bunch of staff and um, been able to have them here through the COVID years. It was very difficult because we rely a lot on international staff and uh, to come in and help during the busy times of the stud season and the yearling preparation. So uh, that wasn't available to us through COVID. So we sort of had two years there. We still had the horse numbers. Mm. We still had to try and do the job, but we hadn't. Um, a lot less staff to have access to and it, it put a lot of pressure on a lot of places. Yeah, and you've seen, uh, you were saying a number of people coming through, you had the, the big boss of the thoroughbred, uh, Bruce Sherrick, through with Butch Glover yesterday, through the tents, how are they going? They, they could get through a few hash browns, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, well, they enjoyed lunch. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice to see them put their hands in their pockets and buy one. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Um, just what are we looking at? What are, what are you looking at? You, you obviously got a, your eye on a good young one that's coming through. What do you, is there one that you can sort of tip out to us that you, you know, is it lot number 871 and you're expecting it to go for? Yeah, where are the fireworks, Russell? That's what we're asking. Yeah. yeah. There's two cults today that we've got which have been well received. There's lot 298. He's a cult by Zoo Star. Um, he's, I think Zoo Star topped the Magic Million sale at uh, 2.6 million over there and. Uh, and he averaged about 600,000. So we don't have that expectation that he's going to be in those sort of figures, but this cult's been well received. Um, good judges are on him, and uh, you know, hopefully he'll uh, be well well received in the come sale time today. And then later in the day, we've got a cult uh, lot 409 by Rubik out of a nine invincible mare. So he's another impressive looking horse, and uh, one that obviously crack a million. Uh, trainers and that that are looking to find one for next year's crack a million um, he sort of fits the bill he's Australian speed and uh, he looks like a horse that could get to that race Kempi nice. you would have a lot of fun naming this horse uh, lot 298 we've got a zoo star out of a Latin salsa so get your, get your thinking cap yeah, on yeah, okay here we go <laughs> zoo star out of a Latin salsa Some, somebody's going to have it and I reckon speed to burn as well that's beautiful I mean well, like you can you can spend hours and days out here going through the pedigrees and looking back, and it's quite 
infectious when you hear your Steve Davis and your Mike Kneebone get up there and they say this family and they rattle off the Grand Dam and then the Great Grand and they go all the way back and you go oh my some of the pedigrees we have out here what about Westbury Stud do you have some families that have been going around for a long time that have been producing good horses yeah look you know we, we were lucky enough to get a Rapaho Miss out here uh, a few years ago and she's still with us now and um, we've, we bred Miami Bound who went on one of VRC Oaks and one of Wakefield and one of Mooney Valley Gold Cup uh, and we sold a Tarzino colt to Chris Waller, who's now just turned three-year-old uh, a year or two ago. So, you know, now we've got some of her daughters that we're seeing. Um, one of them come to Tarzino this year. And um, so getting those daughters and daughters of those good mm. years coming back through, uh, it's all, all very rewarding. And um, hopefully we can continue to grow the family and, uh, and get more black type into that family, which uh, hopes their, their, their commercial appeal. Have, have you noticed the, the market, you know, you've been around Russell for a long time, have you noticed the market, especially the travellers, the Australians, um, is there a different um, breed of face here at, at, the, at the sales than it was, say, 20 years ago? Oh, we've got a lot of young, um, you know, particularly a lot of these young Australian and some of these um, Australian-based uh, bloodstock agents now, uh, some of them are Kiwis and they're living in Australia working for either good stables or building their own businesses where they've got Asian clients, they've got Australian mm. clients and they're coming here and, and trusted to, to choose horses for those people. But um, I think the other thing that we're seeing now is that syndication has taken a, a huge step forward, particularly in Australia. If you look at the ownership groups in Australia, even those big expensive horses, they're not owned by one person, you know, they're owned by a syndicate or a group of people. and. Uh, you know, I think that's the thing that New Zealand, you know, we're fortunate we've got Tiaki and Go Racing here, but I think also, um, you know, that's the, the basis of Australian racing now, syndication. Yeah, and, we'll, and you know, even Al, to be fair, dipped his toe into it. I know this sale, he's, he's kind of got orders and he's got clients he's looking after, but, you know, Marshy and Forsman, I know that it's where they are all eventually going to go, and then on the smaller scale as well. You got them, I mean, it's just for, for people my generation, Russell, it's really the only viable option for a starter to get yourself into racehorse ownership. You, you just can't go and buy a, a horse outright anymore. And, and I think that trainers and um, administrators are cottoning on to that. And, and it's pretty cool to see the, the amount of interest, especially around Go Racing and Tiako. We're going to talk to DC a little bit later on. I mean, they can sell horses, especially DC. He can walk out of the, the ring, do a lap around and come back and sit back down for the, the next horse and a horse can be gone. It's quite incredible that there is the passion there. Oh, and technology is, um, mm. is making it very accessible now too. But, you know, the Tiakau arm, when they buy a horse off you, you see on there's a tweet out five minutes later, you know, we've just bought lots so-and-so, shares available, and by, yeah. the, by the end of the day, those horses are 75 80% uh, sold in some cases, which is... Amazing. That is right. We'll let you carry on because you've got a big day. You don't need to ha ha sit here and be punished by us. And we do thank Westbury for supporting us as here as we are out at Karaka. Here's my nomination for lot two nine eight. We're going to call him Dancing with the Star. <laughs> Zoo Star Lad and Salsa. Is that good, Russ? That sounds all right. The, the, the broodmare size is more than ready, so that you might be able to get a, a, a name out from the more than ready. I had, side I had one. I had one. I was going to call it Monster. 
<laughs> Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Named uh, after Alan Sherratt. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, after maybe you saw a couple of those Wellington Cup rides. <laughs> Still not talking to me. <laughs> is that why we couldn't get a hold of Where is the sheik? Russ, thanks so much for your support of SCNZ. Good luck today. Uh, we'll watch those lots with interest. And if anybody wants to come around, you'll, you'll bar and see and, and come pop in. Thanks, Louis. We look forward to seeing it. And thanks to Sense for having us on and um, you know the job that you guys are doing for New Zealand racing and sport in general. So. Fantastic. Cheers, Russell. Beautiful stuff. It's all about success with Tarzino at Westbury. We know that. A couple of super judges, uh, the captain yesterday, of course, Roger James as well. So people are interested, and they will be for the rest of the sales.